episode 15 featuring Christine Nguyen of Mama Crunk's Pies. Hey y'all, welcome to the Nougabelle podcast, all about stories of the South straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast. This is episode 15 uh, and I am super excited to be here with Christine Nguyen of Mama Crunk's Pies. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So you're not originally from Chattanooga, are you? No, I'm originally from Northern Virginia, right outside of D.C. Uh, I've lived there my entire life, so this is the only other place I've ever lived. So what brought you to Chattanooga? I actually had some friends who had moved down from Northern Virginia, and they had just been telling us for a while to come visit. Um, It's funny, my husband had been talking about checking this place out, mostly because he's in the tech scene, and... He wouldn't stop talking about the internet here. <laughs> so, yeah, we just visited kind of on a whim when um, I was on maternity leave, and we just kind of fell in love with the city, and it was significantly a better cost of living here. So, yeah, like October 2015 is when we officially moved down here. Awesome. I moved here in July of 2015. Okay, so yeah. been here close to the same Some amount of time. transplants, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting being a Chattanooga transplant because I moved around a lot growing up and this is one of the places I've lived where people are the most welcoming. Yeah, for sure. And it's been, um, a lot of people I meet here are also transplants as well. And they say the same kind of things that I do, which is, it's just a nice, like kind of slow pace kind of living, but you still get like that city feel, which is kind of nice. Oh, I'm sure that's so much nicer than D.C. Uh, yeah, I mean, I miss D.C. a lot for a lot of reasons, but whenever we visit, like, as soon as we hit, like, the Capitol Beltway, we're like, let's just turn around and go home. Like, <laughs> the traffic is just too much, so I don't miss that. I don't blame you. I grew up in Atlanta, and the one thing I don't miss is traffic. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. pretty similar in Atlanta, so. Mm-hmm. So, you have a pie baking business. Yeah. How did you come to start that? So... I went to culinary school. I graduated in um, 2011, but it's funny, I really never, my concentration was just culinary. I didn't have an interest in baking until I went to culinary school, and I did, you know, my foundational pastry classes, and I just enjoyed it way more than I thought I would, but I still, when I started progressing in my career, I didn't specifically intend to do pastry I did do some professional baking and it really wasn't until I had my daughter in 2015 that again while I was on maternity leave is I guess when everything happened um, I just started making pies Uh, it was just this nesting thing I really enjoyed and my first couple of pies were like not very good because I've never really made pies before But it was just something that fascinated me and was like super zen and comforting. So I just kept at it. And here we are. Do you remember the first pie you ever made? Um, I think it was a strawberry rhubarb pie, which is funny 
because I've never made it since. Oh, and wow. like everybody is always asking for rhubarb, but regionally it's just not as available, so I haven't been able to make it. But one day I'll bring it back, I guess. <laughs> also, for the listeners, we're recording outside right now, so if you hear street noise, that's why. That's, yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> Gotta bounce around a little bit. But yeah, that's awesome. I love baking. I've never made a pie in my life. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> at this point I've made probably a thousand pies. Oh my gosh. And um, the, like I said, the first couple of pies were just terrible because it's, it's a hard, it's harder than you think to make a good pie. And that's what I hear is that people love pie, but they think it's kind of a pain in the butt to make it. But you know, when you do, when you do that many, it just, it becomes second nature and I love it. Like sometimes I like really don't want to work. And I'll come into the kitchen and I'll start making pies and I'll be like, I feel better. You know, so <laughs> Cathartic yeah. in a way. Yeah, definitely. So your business name is called Mama Crunk's Pies. Yes, I, yeah. <laughs> it's a very unique name, I know. Recognizable for sure. Yeah. So how did you land on that name? Um, I didn't land on it. It landed on me. Um, <laughs> I got the nickname Crunk uh, in college. It, this was like back in, you know, the early oddies, I guess. So crunk was kind of that, that word, like, I guess that the, all the young kids were using instead of like lit or whatever, like when you just like to like hang out and party. Uh, and so my nickname was Crunkstein. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that kind of graduated to mama crunk. Cause I was always like the one who was like cooking for people at the end of the night or when they were hung over in the morning. So Mama Kronk became my, like, just my alter ego, I guess. And when I was in culinary school, that's when I decided that whenever I had, like, a some kind of business or restaurant, I would call it Mama Kronk. So. Oh, that's so perfect. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So that was a nice little intro. We are going to play with my jar now. And if you've been listening to the show, you know what the jar is. But for new listeners, it is a jar full of colorful pieces of paper with questions and all sorts of things for us to talk about. So we'll each draw a couple and then answer them and okay. we can answer each other's. Okay. So I'll go first. After these cars go by. <laughs> I hate big trucks like that. That's just unnecessary. I know. Especially in the city. Oh my gosh. So my ultimate summer jam is, so I'm going to take this two different ways because I don't remember what I was thinking when I wrote it. <laughs> From music Okay. It would be Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Aw, that's a throwback. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah. And then Jam Jam, I would say sh- uh, Strawberry Orange. Ah. I don't have a lot of jam, but I guess Raspberry would be my favorite jam. Oh, there's other folks doing stuff, making moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, raspberry Jam is... Somebody was talking about a Raspberry Rose Jam, and I was like, what is Whoa. that? Yeah. I definitely want to get my hands on some of that. And like summer jam, dang, I don't know. Something probably a Beach Boys like groove or um, or an Outcast song. Those are the two choices. I can't Ooh. think of specific songs, but anything by Outcast, really, at like any time of the year. Yeah, pretty much. But especially during the summer. Oh yeah, just roll the windows down. Yeah. Throw it back. Yes. All right, go ahead, pick one. All right. The first thing I buy at the farmer's market is, recently, it's been peaches. Yes. Because <laughs> I need to make peach pies all the time, especially right now in the season. 
but typically like if I'm shopping for myself um like a pastry of some sort mm-hmm. um and like the farmer's markets I've been going to have had like some really great like Middle Eastern pastries like baklava or something and I always that's like my go-to so Ooh, I yeah. haven't had baklava in a hot minute yeah it's delicious for me peaches for sure yeah um or whatever fruit is in season, apples, blueberries, strawberries, whatever. Right. And probably a little bit of fresh flowers. Yeah. You gotta you gotta get fresh flowers at the farmer's market. That's always the impulse buy. Oh yeah. Next one here. If I had my own garden, I'd plant it full of well, that's sun- a good question. Sunflowers. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um I would try to plant it full of like herbs for sure that I use frequently and fruit trees, like just fruits and vegetables, but I kill succulents, so that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's my turn. Let's see. A good drink should always be accompanied by a good friend. Oh yeah. I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. And usually something to snack on. Yeah, for sure. One more each. Yeah. <laughs> Moon pies. Love them or hate them? Uh, <laughs> you go first. I love moon pies. So I didn't realize that Chattanooga was like, this is where moon pies came from. And I had to be reminded what it was. And I was like, oh, it's just that like dry graham cracker chocolate thing, which every Chattanooga I've talked to are like, yeah, moon pies are gross. But I actually, um, for the Chattanooga market, I think it was a year ago, we had like the moon pie festival. Yes. And I made this moon pie pie and it made me actually love moon pies because it wasn't a moon pie. Right. (laughs) So Um, how did you make a moon pie pie? So it was just like a graham cracker crust, uh, like a marshmallow filling but I spiked it with um like orange essence which was really like a nice kick and then I just did like a dark chocolate topping with like some some sea salt yeah it was significantly better than most of the (laughs) moon pies I've had so yeah I guess I like moon pies like the moon pie combo but maybe not the real thing (laughs) yeah I've learned that they're either a love or hate thing there's no in between yeah for sure all right this is my last one let's see what I got if anything were to revoke my southernhood, it would be my, I guess, Yankeehood. <laughs> I mean, growing up in D.C., and I've really, like, leaned into it. Like, I really kind of do like the whole sort of slower, um, easygoing southern pace. When I was just raised to always deal with, like, kind of, like, short people. Like, not rude but like to the point, you know, like when you're in the city, you're like, we're on the go. Like I got to schedule this in my calendar. (laughs) So, you know, when I'm like operationally, sometimes I like fall back onto that and people are like, you know, I'll see you when I see you. Appreciate you. And I was like, no, I need to know now. So, um, that's, that comes from my Yankee hood, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I love, so a bunch of my friends from college are from Northern Virginia as well. Like the DC area. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess it's just a big area, but yeah, that's interesting. Well, I, I also went to Virginia Tech. Lots oh, of... Oh, we're... Okay. Yeah, lots Blacksburg, of... yeah. Yeah, lots of uh, Northern Virginia people. And I loved For having sure. the conversation with them of, like, 
is DC Southern because like Virginia itself is below the Mason Dixon line. It is, yeah. But I debate whether or not it's actually considered Southern. It's so weird because like if you go not even 30 miles outside of the city, like yes, it's Southern. You know, like you'll get like country ham, you can get a good country plate, but like within the city and like in the immediate adjoining suburban areas, it's this weird microcosm that's just a thing unto itself. And we call it Nova or like the DMV. Like it's just its own small universe. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow, look at this beer. Like, look at how much, like, lactose is in there. Oh, that's so funny. When I was, like, pouring it out, I was like, is there, like, a bug in my glass? But no, that's just, I think that's, like, lactose from malt. That's awesome. Yeah. By the way, we're recording at uh, Barley Tap Room right now, and uh, Christine's drinking a peach upside-down cake IPA. Yeah, they were saying that this is um, their number one selling beer, and I can tell why, because it's... I'm not a huge IPA fan, but this does taste like a peach upside down cake. Huh. <laughs> like it's, I mean, not as sweet, but it's definitely got like the vanilla bean. I think it's got like actual vanilla bean in here. Probably. And peach puree. So Yum. I recommend. I've been experimenting with a lot of peach recipes lately. Oh yeah, uh, my favorite. August is National Peach Month. Yeah. So I've been playing with a lot and I made... Uh, mini peach pies in a muffin tin this weekend. Oh, yeah. And I made pie filling with, like, peaches, bourbon, and, like, sugar and whatever else. Mm -hmm. And I love adding bourbon to peach. It's so good. I like adding bourbon to anything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Including my mouth. Yes. Um, <laughs> peach is my favorite fruit, and I do a great peach basil pie. Ooh. Because that's just, yeah, like, herbs and fruit. Or, like, spirits and fruit are just, like, two of my favorite yeah. combos. They're, so. like, meant to be together. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of peach and mint together. Yes, yeah. Or just mint in anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting because um, I'm Vietnamese, and we use a lot of mint in our savory dishes. And the first time I've added it to a fruit salad, my parents were like, what are you doing? <laughs> they were so confused, so. I've actually seen mint, like, in an actual, like, leafy green salad. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that I was like, this is so weird. Why would anyone do it? And then I tasted it and, and you was taste like, it. that's why you do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's delicious. I yeah. love herbs. Yeah. I would probably, actually, I take back my garden answer. I would grow some herbs and some Yeah, sure. I have my favorite herb tattooed on my arm. Oh, which one is it? That is thyme. Oh, I love thyme. It's so yeah. underrated. Yeah, it's my all-time, yeah, honey, all-time um, favorite. My all-time favorite herb. I actually had a very short-lived blog called, um, give me a little time, Aww. but I'm not a photographer, so that did not pan out, because that's mostly why you have a food blog, is to have pictures, and yep. I, I wasn't good at doing that, so. I'm learning photography. I have a food blog as well, Yeah, and yeah. photography's hard. Yeah, like the for good sure. one, The good ones make it look so easy, and I try to do it, and I'm just like, why doesn't it look as good as those others, and it's a struggle. Yeah, I found even just having a, a small business that's based on food, like photography is a way bigger deal than I thought it would be because most of the traffic that I've gotten has been through social media. Mm -hmm. um, Cause if you can't, if you, your eyes don't want to eat it, then who cares? Right? right. For sure. So shifting gears a little bit, I want to learn about how you come up with your recipes and flavors. What's your process? 
Um, I don't really have a process. I, I, some people kind of have, I'm not a very obsessive person, but everyone has something that they just kind of fixate on, right? Whether that's like TV shows or computers or sports. There's just a place that your mind will go when it wanders and mine, it goes to food. I've literally dreamed up flavor ideas and like I've woken up and I was like, oh, I'm going to try that. And I, and it works. I've literally thought up flavor ideas that I've never eaten, but have sold extremely well. Like I just, yeah, I just have a very, I don't know. I guess that's one of my talents. I don't have many, but it's just knowing what flavors work together um, and being able to just come up with. Yeah. Interesting combos. So. so it's a lot of trial and error then? Uh, yeah, for sure. And for the most part, it's it's usually pretty successful. I've had some, very rarely do I do I come up with a flavor combo that I'm like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. I can't, <laughs> I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's happened. So. Yeah, always does. Yeah. Um, so you also do a lot of like vegan baking as well. I don't eat vegan, like, I don't really have any friends who do, so I don't do that. Mm. How difficult is that compared to, like, traditional baking? It's extremely difficult. (laughs) It is a whole different, um, it's just a whole different game. And it's interesting because, you know, that arose out of the vegan community here, which there's, like, a really big Mm -hmm. one. Like, there's, like, a group here called Chatta Vegans, and some of them approached me, and it's like, oh, yeah, it would be great to, if you had some more vegan options. And uh, people have been saying that for a really long time. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll get to it. You know, I work with a lot of butter. So it's like kind of hard to convince me of that. But I just saw how big the, that market was. And um, I was like, yeah, let me just try this, you know. And the response was like overwhelmingly positive because the vegan community here is extremely grateful when they have food options because it's so limited. It's getting better, but it's pretty limited. And so then when I started um, exploring with it more, I just like playing with food. And, you know, part of that is the science of it, like trying to figure out what kind of replicates Omni food is really interesting to me. Um, I just did a pop-up at Wildflower that was out of control (laughs) this past weekend. I saw a couple of videos that came through Instagram. People like lined up out the door. Yeah, yeah, they were lining up down the block um, for a straight two hours. But I I made this, I experimented with vegan quiche and trying to replicate just the, you know, coagulation of just egg. Like you don't think about it. Like making quiche is the easiest thing in the world to me. But that was extremely challenging and interesting to kind of just play with a lot of plant-based foods and and see what it can do because we just, I don't do that enough. I don't think a lot of people do that enough. So it's always fun to play with food. What did you end up doing? So the quiche base was basically a combination of silken tofu, um, chickpea flour, and a huge ton of nutritional yeast, which is like, which is like the mainstay I'm finding a vegan cuisine. I've seen it a lot in like vegan mac and cheese. Yeah, for sure. It's just like it adds that that umami flavor mm-hmm. that you just kind of miss with a lot of other yeah vegan foods. So. For yeah. sure. That's super interesting. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the wildest pies you've ever made? Like flavor combo wise or? 
I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't really consider my flavor combos that wild to me, but I don't know. Um, that's really hard because I really don't know what's wild <laughs> or what's considered wild. The one that I was most excited about and then that I'd like to make more of in the future is my pho pot pie because obviously I grew up with pho being Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. That's like the one dish that everyone knows. So I kind of felt like it was where all of my personality like intersected into a dish with mm -hmm. pho and pie. And uh, I served it at a, at a pop-up once at Odd Story Brewing and people loved it. And it, so it's not wild, but it's just, I don't think people would have immediately thought of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it was really successful. It was a delicious pie. So I don't actually know what pho is. What is it? So pho is like a noodle soup. It, like I said, um, if you've ever had Vietnamese food, it might be the one dish you've had. Um, it's just a very richly flavored the key is the stock, so you just have to make the stock for like a thousand hours. Oh my gosh. Which is, you know, in the age of Instapot, I'm just very grateful for <laughs> for technology. Oh yeah. Because that helps. But yeah, you just add rice noodles and a, a crap ton of herbs and it's delicious. Oh, so, awesome. Good yeah. to know. I'll have to try it sometime. Yeah. I'm a very, very picky eater. So okay. bran branching out, I'm That must be interesting as a food blogger. It's really interesting. <laughs> I find myself making a lot of like the same type stuff over and over. Sure. And I'm really challenging myself like this year to really try to branch out a little bit more and try some different cuisines. So maybe Vietnamese will be next on my list. Yeah. And there's a couple of Vietnamese restaurants in town. Like one of my personal favorites is Chopsticks. Okay. And that's actually because when I think the owner's wife is from Northern Virginia. So, uh, I grew up right down the street from like an actual like Vietnamese like mall. It was like massive. And so like there was a ton of Vietnamese restaurants and grocery stores and delis. Like Anthony Bourdain went there Aww. for, um, I know, for an episode of Parts Unknown. And like he just loved it. So she worked there. She actually worked in that shopping mall. And so like when I found out, like I gave her a big hug and I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> like bring this to Chattanooga so that's a delicious place and I would definitely recommend it awesome. if you want to try Viet food maybe yeah. I'll start there yeah love sure. it so you do sweet and savory pies I do do yeah. you have a preference that you enjoy more or is it pretty even um I definitely like savory more I've always been more of a savory person which helps out because I'm mostly I make both but I think I make more sweet pies mm -hmm. so that saves me from being tempted much by my product <laughs> I don't I don't have a desire to eat my sweet pies as much but it you know it's interesting I probably wouldn't have started uh, making pies had I not gotten more of a sweet tooth um, after I had my daughter because it's it's amazing how you know your body can change after you have a kid all of a sudden I was craving sweet things so I probably would have never made a pie or a pie business had it not been for having my daughter funny how life works right? yeah very much so yeah I always have a problem I bake on the weekends a lot mm -hmm. so I and I live by myself so I have like all of these cookies and brownies yeah. and cupcakes and I'm like I don't need these right exactly. so I take them to my work on Mondays and I'm just like here guys I baked this weekend yeah I love bake that's that's my that was my problem too maybe that's why I started a business mm -hmm. so I could just give the, the stuff away or sell it rather yeah. but like I love baking as well, but like my husband's not a sweets person. 
my daughter's not going to eat like a dozen brownies every weekend. So <laughs> I needed to give that that baking love to somebody. Yeah, might as well make money off of exactly. it, right? Exactly, yeah. Sure. So you mentioned your pop-up at Wildflower, which mm-hmm. I unfortunately did not make it to this weekend, and I'm really sad about it. Oh. Um, <laughs> but how, how did you start doing those, and how do those get coordinated? Like, do these places come to you, or do you reach out, or...? Um... It's mostly, I I guess it's a combo. Um, The one thing I really love about Chattanooga is that it has a very, like, thriving and rich and supportive community of, like, small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I say this all the time. I could not have done this business in D.C. It's not even being, like, a small fish in a big pond. It's, like, being a piece of sand in the ocean. Like, it's just not possible. Um, That's what I hear a lot. Yeah, for sure. But, uh... I don't know. A lot of times I just, you know, I might reach out or they might be like, hey, like I saw that you did this other pop up, you know, would you be interested in in coming here and hop on board? So it's pretty, it's not a very extensive process. We just kind of talk to each other and like, we just kind of go with the flow. Like the whole thing at Wildflower was basically, I just wanted to introduce the owners of Wildflower, like my, my vegan line of pies, because they're definitely, um, they're part of the vegan community. And all of a sudden, it became an event, and it, uh, uh-oh, something's going on. Something's always going on in Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Wouldn't be a day without sirens. Exactly, for sure. But yeah, that's that's just kind of how it happens. It happens pretty organically. Um I don't know if you heard, but we're I'm we're actually in the midst of opening a storefront, Ooh. which is kind of another kind of extension of you know this sort of organic collaboration within the, um, the small business community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually uh, in the expansion space of Plus Coffee. If, okay. If you know that in St. Elmo. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So they're expanding their space, um, and it's kind of like an adjoining concept. It's um, we're calling it Common General. Okay. So it's it's almost it's like the name sort of um, connotes. It's like a it's a general store. So you'll be able to find um, local goods there from local vendors. You know, like Southerly Flower Farm or awesome. some other people, some other folks. We haven't decided yet. Um, but there's also a chocolatier here in town called Bell Chocolates. Oh, I think I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, it's this uh, guy, Brendan Patrick. He does Bean to Bar. And That's he makes awesome. some of the most... It's He's a friend, but also just like the first time I had his chocolate, like I cried. Like it was <laughs> like he does Bean to Bar and it's just phenomenal. So he's going to be in the space to... Um, we're building out a kitchen, so he's going to be making his chocolate there, selling it there. So it's uh, it's really exciting. We're, we're really excited about it. Mama Crunks is going to have a case. You'll be able to get pies all the time there. So, yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. It's definitely it's in the works, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I did see that come through on Facebook or Instagram uh, a couple of days ago. So. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so what pop-ups do you have in store for the future? Um. So it's like hard to say, just because, like I mentioned, um, with the storefront opening, um, I'm definitely going to be focused a lot on sort of building that up. But like, kind of like we said, with it being a communal space, we definitely want to have a lot of events there. So I'm already planning on doing 
you know, some kind of fun, they're not really pop-ups because they'll be in that space. Right. <clears throat> but I'm already kind of like, um, trying to develop this idea of doing like Mama Crunks After Dark where I kind of show like a cult TV show or movie and then we do like a themed pie menu with drinks and stuff. So I'm really excited about that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, because that's, ever since I, you know, went to culinary school, like that's kind of the business model I wanted to take whenever I had my own storefront or my own restaurant was to, you know, just have a place where people could just, you know, come to events, whether that be a show or um, a seated dinner, but have something that's just um, a little bit more interesting than going out to eat or, you know, just trying to feed their body. Like, I just wanted to give them an experience. So I'm yeah. hoping that's what we can achieve with uh, with our space. So. Oh, that's so exciting. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah. What is your favorite part about being a pie baking business owner? Um, there's a lot, actually. Uh, I feel like it that changes um, all the time. I mean, obviously, the most, the first one is being able to work for myself, mm -hmm. um, being able to make a product that I created that's extremely satisfying, and that product makes people happy. But um, as Mama Crunks has kind of grown, and I've had to expand it a little bit, and that means like hiring on more people. Um, I've worked in the industry a very long time, and I've had to deal, you know, with there are really great parts of the restaurant industry and there's some, you know, hard parts of it, which is, you know, sometimes the working environments aren't fantastic for the people who are really passionate about their craft. And I really want to be able to create an environment where that passion sort of flourishes and you have a really supportive staff and family where you work as opposed to, you know, going and working 80 hours and getting screamed at by, you know, a chef or something. Agreed. <laughs> so, and it, I mean, it happens more often than not. Um, I think it's just something that we're like kind of uh, conditioned to deal with in this um, industry culture. So I've been really excited as this grows to have the opportunity to create the opposite of that and create a place where people are excited to work and they feel supported um, and heard and they feel like they have the ability to grow. So yeah. That's, oh. that's kind of what it's turned into. That's so. great. I love yeah. to hear that. Yeah. So you have a website. Um, mm -hmm. Can people order pies from your website? Yes. So that's because I've spent the past two years um, not having a storefront. <laughs> that's mostly besides like wholesale kind of around town. That's the main way that people can get pies from me. So you can, you'll still definitely be ordered, uh, able to do that. But with the storefront, it'll make it a little easier to just show up and be like, oh yeah, I can I can come home with a big pie, so. That's awesome. But you'll definitely be able to still order off the website. So what sizes of pies do you offer? Um, I offer like the, you know, traditional nine inch full size pies. I have, um, I call them mini pies, they're five inch pies, but they're pretty hefty, they're about like, two or three slices of pie so you can feel not as bad about eating an entire pie to yourself um <laughs> i like that yeah and um i'm probably once we're in the space i'm probably bringing hand pies back 
Oh, man. Because everybody loves portable food. Yes. So, yeah. A fried apple hand pie is one of my favorite things. Yeah, world. yeah. Everyone loves that. Especially so. in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Like, nice sure. and warm, just, like, walk around eating it. Oh, that's so good. Yes. All right. Well, that's about all I've got. Do you have anything else that we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. It's been it's been great chatting with you. Yeah, so. thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Where can we learn more about you and follow you on the internet? So you can always follow me um, on Facebook, just Mama Crunks Pies, and um, that's also my handle on IG, Mama Crunks Pies, all one word. And you can find my website again, MamaCrunksPies.com. Um, I would also encourage you to follow um, Common General, which is the new space that we're moving into. And you can find that uh, also on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. I will throw all of these into the show notes. Christine, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. I cannot wait until your next pop-up and store opening. I will be there eating all the pies. Well, (laughs) maybe not all of them. That'd be a lot. Yeah, save some (laughs) for everybody else. Yeah, my stomach (laughs) couldn't handle that. Right. But this has been episode 15 of the Nuka Bell podcast. And I'm going to wrap it up before the siren gets too close. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Thanks for having me.